This is Ian Hartley. And I'm Warren Kay. Welcome to the Rediscovering God podcast. We invite you to join us as we endeavor to see Him more clearly, love Him more dearly, and follow Him more nearly. Ian, as we concluded our last podcast, um, I just want to take us back to verse 19 where it said that um, the angel swung his sickle over the earth and loaded the grapes into the great winepress of God's wrath. Could you elaborate on what God's wrath is as described here? I'm going to do that in the podcast today. Okay. Um, and just look at it a little bit definitively, good. because that's a good question. So we will now look at the plagues. Yes, and we'll look at the wrath of God. As part of that. Under, as part of the plagues. Great. So... Um, the big question with the plagues is who sends the plagues? Yeah. And are they symbolic or literal? Mm-hmm. And uh, so those are the two big questions we need to answer. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about who sends the place, plagues. Some voices in Revelation seem to suggest that uh, God sends the plagues. Mm-hmm. If you'll read 11 verse 18, Revelation 11:18. The nations were filled with wrath, but, the, but now the time of your wrath has come. It is time to judge the dead and reward your servants, the prophets, as well as your holy people, and all who fear your name from the least to the greatest. It is time to destroy all who have caused destruction on the earth. That sounds like uh, God is going to send the plague yeah. to accomplish that mission. So... Then the temple angels, uh, if you can read that, bring that are associated with the plagues in 15, verse 5 to 7. If you can uh, read that, please. Then I looked and saw the temple in heaven, God's tabernacle, was thrown wide open. And the seven angels who were holding the seven plagues come, came out of the temple. They were clothed in spotless white linen with gold sashes across their chests. Then one of the four living beings handed each of the seven angels a gold bowl filled with the wrath of God, who lives forever and ever. The temple was filled with smoke from God's glory and power. No one could enter the temple until the seven angels had completed pouring out the seven plagues. So these angels are dressed like Jesus in chapter 1. So people read that and they say, well, clearly... God sending or Jesus sending these plagues. Mm-hmm. Okay, so 16 verse 5 to 6. And I heard the angel who had authority over all water saying, You are just, O Holy One, who is and who always was, because you have sent these judgments. Since they shed the blood of your holy people and your prophets, you have given them blood to drink. It is their just reward. And I heard a voice from the altar saying, Yes, O Lord God, the Almighty, your judgments are true and just. So it's almost a compelling argument that God's sending these plagues. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I have another one. Uh, Did you read verse 7? I did. Okay, so the wicked blame God for the plagues. Chapter 16, verse 19 to 21. The great city of Babylon split into three sections, and the cities of many nations fell into heaps of rubble. So God remembered all of Babylon's sins, and he made her drink the cup that was filled with the wine of his fierce wrath. 
and every island disappeared and all the mountains were leveled. There was a horrible hailstorm and hailstones weighing 75 pounds fell from the sky onto the people below. They cursed God because of the terrible plague of the hailstorm. So, um, like, how can it be that God isn't sending it with yeah. all the verses we've right. read? So yeah. this is why we need to decode mm -hmm. uh, some of the metaphors that are used. So let's start out with the wrath of God. Okay. What does it mean to talk about the wrath of God? So this might be, you know, um, very elementary, but when Adam and Eve sinned, it didn't seem like God had much wrath. Mm -hmm. I mean, he came looking for them, mm -hmm. and he had some promises for them that gave them hope. Provided clothing for them. Yes, and then Cain, when Cain kills his brother Abel, mm -hmm. God doesn't come with wrath to him. Mm -hmm. um, he, he comes rather to help him. Now, I want to read what Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew mm -hmm. 5, verse 43 to 48. Because when Jesus speaks, this is authoritative. You know, only Jesus is uh, elevated to sit on the throne with God. Mm -hmm. um, nobody else is in the scriptures except for the saved are promised a place there. Mm -hmm. So if you'll read, um, this is Jesus giving his plenary sermon, mm -hmm. uh, and he's describing God from verse 43 to 48. You have heard the law that says, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. In that way, you will be acting as true children of your Father in heaven. For he gives his sunlight to both the evil and the good, and he sends rain on the just and on the unjust alike. If you love only those who love you, what reward is there for that? Even corrupt tax collectors do that much. If you are kind only to your friends, how are you different from anyone else? Even pagans do that. But you are to be perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. So this perfection that Jesus is referring to is God's attitude Mm -hmm. towards his enemies. Mm -hmm. His inclusion of them. He sends the rain and the sunlight on uh, the evil. So you, you've got this problem. You, you've got a schizophrenic God. If you're going to say, well, at the end, God's going to send the plagues, when Jesus says God's not like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you see the problem? Yeah. Yes. yeah. What would cause God to flip and become something that Jesus says he isn't? Yeah. Now, I also want to say that God's angels hold back trouble. Mm -hmm. uh, read chapter 7, verse 1 and 2 of Revelation. God's angels, those who are working with him, hold back trouble. Mm -hmm. They're not uh, causing trouble. Then I saw four angels standing at the four corners of the earth, holding back the four winds, so they did not blow on the earth or the sea or even on any tree. So God's angels are holding back the destructive winds. Yes. Um, they're working together to hold back the trouble. Mm -hmm. Actually, God's wrath means he's forced away mm. by our choices. Mm -hmm. And so he can no longer protect us. He can no longer hold back the, 
the destruction that the destroyer is bringing. Yes. So this mm. is throughout the Bible, you know, uh, Deuteronomy mm. 31 verse 17, um, right in the Torah at the beginning of the Bible, Moses writes this down under inspiration. Deuteronomy 31 17 says, Then my anger will blaze forth against them. I will abandon them, hiding my face from them, and they will be devoured. Terrible trouble will come down on them on that, and on that day they will say, These disasters have come down on us because God is no longer among us. And at that time I will hide my face from them on account of all the evil they commit by worshiping other gods. So God's anger blazes out. A parallel statement is that God leaves them. He hides his face from them. He hides his face. Yeah. Uh, because they're in rebellion. Mm -hmm. They don't want God there. Yeah. And this is a consistent uh, picture that's painted throughout the Old and the New Testament, is that God's anger or God's wrath occurs when he's driven away by our disobedience and rebellion. When he uh, accepts our choice and abandons us to our own uh, consequences. Consequences and to the evil one. Yeah. I remind you that in the Old Testament, they had, the writers had no idea of a supernatural evil being that mm -hmm. was a destroyer. Mm -hmm. So they often attribute destruction to God. Mm -hmm. uh, but we're not looking at that. Will you read Numbers 12, verse 9? Um, similar. And uh, we'll just pick a few more verses on God's wrath. Uh, Numbers 12, verse 9. In the Old Testament, then we'll pick up some in the New Testament. The Lord was very angry with them, and he departed. Yeah. That's very it. short and sweet. Yeah. He's angry with them, so he departs. So he departs. This yeah. is what God's anger or God's wrath is. Isaiah 10, verse 5. What sorrow awaits Assyria, the rod of my anger. I used it as a club to express my anger. I am sending Assyria against a godless nation and against a people with whom I am angry. Assyria will plunder them, trampling them like dirt beneath his feet. So he's driven away by Israel's rebellion. And Isaiah says Assyria is going to be God's club mm -hmm. to vent his anger, his wrath on you. Mm -hmm. Well, now, God didn't uh, create Assyria mm -hmm. to punish his people. Mm -hmm. This is just the run of history and... Assyria is a world empire, it's one of the heads, mm -hmm. and uh, Satan is behind that. The mm -hmm. dragon gives uh, these beasts his authority and mm -hmm. power, not mm -hmm. God. And, and so God, in his anger, lets Assyria invade Israel, doesn't prevent them, doesn't hold them back. No, he's been driven away. Yeah. So Romans chapter 1, um, we gave three Old Testament uh, references now in the New Testament, Romans chapter 1, verse 18. But God shows his anger from heaven against all sinful, wicked people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. Shows his anger from heaven. And verse 24, 26, and 28 have the same uh, sentiment to them. If you'll just read 24. So God abandoned them to do whatever shameful things their heart desired. Thank you. That's God's anger. He's mm -hmm. abandoning you mm -hmm. to your choices. I want to go to Revelation 14, verse 9 to 11. 
Then a third angel followed them, shouting, Anyone who worships the beast in his statue or who accepts his mark on the forehead or on the hand must drink the wine of God's anger. It has been poured full strength into God's cup of wrath, and they will be tormented with fire and burning sulfur in the presence of the holy angels and the Lamb. So, so here we have the same thing, that if you have the number of the beast meaning that you're in rebellion against God, mm -hmm. uh, then these awful things happen to you, mm -hmm. even in God's presence. Mm -hmm. You know, the dragon, the, the lamb is there, mm -hmm. uh, but cannot prevent it because mm -hmm. that's the choice. So God isn't doing it. It's what's happening to them because they pushed God away. And the last one, Revelation 15, verse 7, then one of the four living beings handed each of the seven angels a gold bowl filled with the wrath of God who lives forever and ever. So I remind you now that we've defined the wrath of God mm -hmm. as God's turning away, being forced away mm -hmm. by people in rebellion. So when mm -hmm. it says these bowls are filled with the wrath of God, it's saying that when those bowls are poured out on earth, mm -hmm. People make choices that force God away, mm -hmm. God's protection. Mm -hmm. And so they left to the power of their own wickedness and the wickedness of the evil one. Mm -hmm. mm. Okay, that, that's really helpful to see that progression right from, from numbers through the Old Testament uh, and into the New. Thank you. So God's wrath is finished or completed when he is forced to call back the angels that are holding back the trouble. Now, we read in chapter 7, verse 1 and 2, I want to ask you to read verse 3, Revelation 7, verse 3. Wait, don't harm the land or the sea or the trees until we have placed the seal of God on the foreheads of his servants. Now read 9, 14. Revelation 9, verse 14. And the voice, the voice said to the sixth angel who held the trumpet, Release the four angels who are bound at the great Euphrates River. Did you notice the four angels? Mm. Now we've met them in chapter 7. Mm -hmm. uh, read the next verse, please. Then the four angels who had been prepared for this hour and day and month and year were turned loose to kill one-third of all the people on the earth. So how did they do that? They did that by releasing the winds. Yeah, the, the four angels that had been holding back the winds are now released, and the, it's the angels that, I mean, the winds, the destruction that it represents, that kill one-third of the people on the earth. Thank you. Uh, Revelation eleven eighteen. The nations were filled with wrath, but now the time of your wrath has come, and it is time to judge the dead and reward your servants, the prophets, as well as your holy people, and all who fear your name from the, greatest to, from the least to the greatest. It is time to destroy all who have caused destruction on the earth. So notice it begins with the nations were filled with wrath, mm -hmm. and that's where the destruction comes from. Mm -hmm. Read 15 verse 1, please. Then I saw in heaven another marvelous event of great significance. Seven angels were holding the seven last plagues, which would bring God's wrath to completion. So notice that they're holding the seven plagues, mm -hmm. like the four angels were holding the winds of strife. Mm -hmm. So these angels are holding back 
the plagues from mm. coming on the earth. Mm. They're not doing the plagues. Mm -hmm. They're holding them back. Mm -hmm. See, there's that parallel between the four angels in seven mm -hmm. and the seven angels in 15. In 15, yeah. Okay? Mm -hmm. And then 16, verse 1. Then I heard a mighty voice from the temple say to the seven angels, Go your ways and pour out on the earth the seven bowls containing God's wrath. Thank you. And just uh, say it again. Can't say it too often. Um, when you pour out God's wrath, it means that God's being forced away mm -hmm. and you experience the consequences mm -hmm. of that choice that you've made. So I just want to say that uh, under the trumpets, you have incense, but under the plagues, there's no incense. Mm. Hmm. I hadn't noticed that. So um, in the sanctuary, uh, you had uh, incense on the altar of incense mm -hmm. that was burning there. And really what it was was uh, an air freshener mm -hmm. because you had all this blood and gore from the sacrifices. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was like being in an abattoir. Mm -hmm. It didn't smell so good. Mm -hmm. So then in Revelation 8, it says that uh, the incense ascended with God's uh, people's prayers. Mm -hmm. Now, why would you need to perfume uh, God's people's prayers because they stink with selfishness. Right, yeah. You know, that's the horrible so truth true. about yeah. our, <laughs> some of our best works. Mm He's -hmm. praying mm -hmm. to God, mm -hmm. give me, give me this and give me that and do this yeah. and do that. And please hurry. And hurry up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there's a story in number 16 where there's a big rebellion in Israel and uh, God's forced away. Mm -hmm. The devil inflicts a plague on them. Mm -hmm. And Aaron runs out with his censer mm -hmm. and stops the plague from going any further. Mm -hmm. So this is sort of the, uh, the, the incense was symbolic of the mercy of God. So the incense is present with the trumpets? Yes. Because only, they, they affect only affect only a, a third. third. Yes. Okay, so they're held back from a, doing more damage than the third. Yes. Okay. But no incense with the mm. plagues. Mm -hmm. All right, so I need to be a little bit philosophical about the wrath of God. Mm -hmm. uh, just bear with me here. You know, some people could conclude that ambulances cause accidents because every time they see an accident, they see an ambulance. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stay away from the ambulance. People die there. <laughs> Beware of ambulances. <laughs> mm -hmm. So correlation does not equal causation. Mm -hmm. Now, I know that's a mouthful. Mm -hmm. But what we're saying is you should be careful of making associations and then thinking that causes right. the phenomena. Yeah. Just like a lot of people die in bed. Yeah. But that doesn't necessarily cause their death. <laughs> Being in bed. Yeah. <laughs> So most people who die in Europe have hearing aids. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll remember that. Yeah. So, <laughs> but the hearing aids don't cause their death. Yeah. It's just a correlation. Mm -hmm. It's not showing causation mm -hmm. at all. Mm -hmm. So those are just important things to remember. Now, I want to show you some of the problems that we're up against. 1 John 1 verse 5 says this. 
This is the message we have heard from Jesus and now declare to you, God is light and there is no darkness in him at all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the Old Testament. You want to read Isaiah 45, verse 7? I create the light and make the darkness. I send good times and bad times. I, the Lord, am the one who does these things. Well, that's very different than what 1 John 1, 5 says. Yeah. So what are we going to do with this? Well, I think I'll go with uh, 1 John, who <laughs> spent time with Jesus. Yeah. So we need to just remember that the Old Testament writers believed that God was good, but he also had a dark side to him. Mm-hmm because they didn't know about a supernatural evil devil. Mm -hmm. And so they believed that God made everything good and bad. Mm -hmm. And it was only when Jesus came that he led us in to understand that God is only good. There's no darkness in him at all. Yeah. what What an amazing revelation that that is. And the problem is we live in... Um, A.D., after Jesus, and we lose, we've lost the ability to uh, understand how different it was before Jesus came. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're so lucky to live after Jesus came. So I just want to remind you that under the seven seals, we had uh, antichrists, war, famine, plague, Uh, martyrs under the altar, sinners calling for the mountains to fall on them at the second coming, wanting mass suicide. Who did it? You know, Satan or God? Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know about you, Warren, but it's very clear to me that this is the work of Satan. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So under the seven trumpets, you have Satan perverting all the good gifts of God like water and fire and blood They become Mm -hmm. curses on earth. Mm -hmm. And he just messes everything up under the the trumpets, and it includes uh, demonic uh, possession and uh, death and destruction all over the world. And the tie-in there with the being uh, fallen down and the one-third is so closely connected with, with the descriptions of Satan. Thank you. And so if you ask the same question, who did it, Mm -hmm. Satan or God? It's clearly Satan. Um, When you come to the seven battles, well, we've just, uh, previous podcast, we Mm -hmm. went through all this. Well, it's the dragon Mm -hmm. fighting against, or it's the sea beast, or it's the earth beast. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's clearly, it's not God fighting against God. It's it's Satan that's doing this. Yeah. And so um, who caused the trouble in the churches, the seals, the trumpets, and the battles? Mm -hmm. This is all Satan. Yes. Yeah. So I think it's reasonable to expect that we'll discover the same Mm -hmm. in the plagues. Um, So let's get on and do that. So the seven plagues are found in Revelation 15 to 16. I'll just give you a summary. First of all, there's sores on the beast worshippers. 
then the seas turn to blood, then the rivers and springs are turned to blood, and then the sun scorches people, then the beast's empire is thrown into darkness, the Euphrates dries up is the sixth plague, and then number seven, it's finished. Mm-hmm. So all catastrophically bad things that happen. And then what's interesting is that the trumpets and the plagues fall on the same geographic areas. Mm. Um, just that the trumpets are a third and mm-hmm. the plagues are not limited to mm-hmm. one third. So mm-hmm. uh, the first trumpets on the earth and the first plagues on beast worshippers who live on earth, the second trumpets on the sea and the second plague, the seas turn to blood, and so on and so on. Uh, The sixth trumpet uh, has to do with the Euphrates River, and the sixth plague, the Euphrates dries up. The seventh trumpet, voices say it is done, and the seventh plague, uh, a voice says it's finished. Mm -hmm. It's a remarkable parallel. Yeah. It's right there. Right there. And we were very clear that the trumpets were caused by Satan. Very, it was very evident, yeah. Yeah, so... Now, often I find that uh, Revelation uh, commentators will uh, go that everything's symbolic. Mm-hmm. Well, they exclude the churches. They make them literal. Mm-hmm. But the rest is symbolic until you get to the plagues, and mm. then they make it literal Literally. again, mm. which is very inconsistent. Mm-hmm. So I want to give you some reasons why the plagues are symbolic. So... First of all, we, the plagues are about blood, the sea, rivers, the beast, the mark, and the image. Mm-hmm. Those are all symbols in mm-hmm. the rest of the book. Mm-hmm. And then the seventh plague is on Babylon. Now, there's a, an area in Iraq uh, which is designated as Babylon. There's some ruins there. Mm-hmm. But we understand very clearly that Babylon is the great city that's opposed to Jerusalem. Right. It's yeah. symbolic. It's not a, a, a literal, literal place. place. Yeah. And then the Euphrates drying up is symbolic of the end of Babylon. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Euphrates River poses no problem to us today with mm-hmm. helicopter gunships and fighter mm-hmm. jets and drones and so on. Mm-hmm. But Euphrates, when it dried up in the Old Testament in Babylon, mm-hmm. that's when Cyrus... He dried it up by diverting the water and was able to get into the city. So Mm -hmm. this is very symbolic Mm -hmm. of the end of the symbolic city of Babylon. Then when you come to the darkness on the seat of the beast, remember now the beast is a world empire of one kind or another, darkness being on the seat of the beast is a highly symbolic image. Mm -hmm. It's not, uh, you know, we have... Very good electric lights these days. It's, yeah. And darkness is not referring to the absence of sunlight or mm-hmm. light. And then the beast empire is thrown into darkness, which means it is uh, it's, it's a symbolic this confusion in the beast's empire. Mm-hmm. And then it is finished. The it refers to. What is finished? Well, you could say the great controversy between God and Satan, but it actually refers to the dragon, the beast, and the false prophet contextually. Right. So the it is highly symbolic. Right. It's not referring to literal things. Mm -hmm. 
So just to confirm that uh, the plagues do not come from God, I wanted to do a parallel between the four angels that hold back the winds of strife and the seven angels who hold the plagues. I just want you to read that 15 verse 1 again. Then I saw in heaven another marvelous event of great significance. Seven angels were holding the seven last plagues, which would bring God's wrath to completion. Now notice they're holding them. Mm -hmm. And in chapter 7, we had four angels holding the winds of strife. The parallel is very clear there, Mm -hmm. but usually we don't notice that. Um, And as we pointed out, that the four angels in chapter 7 have power to harm the earth by letting the winds go. Mm -hmm. Uh, The seven plagues are held by the seven angels. Mm -hmm. And these seven angels are given seven bowls which contain the wrath of God. Mm -hmm. So there's sort of a double symbolism going on here that we need to keep track of. And then pouring the bowls on the earth prepares the way for the plagues. Now, the the bowls contain the wrath of God. When you pour the wrath of God on the earth, it's symbolic of God being forced away mm-hmm. by the choices of the people on earth. Mm-hmm. And that allows the plagues to come. And allows the enemy to bring destruction yes. in the form of these plagues. So let's have a look at the, the actual seven plagues. Um, the first plague uh, is found in Revelation 16.2. Will you read that, please? So the first angel left the temple and poured out his bowl on the earth, and horrible malignant sores broke out on every one who had the mark of the beast and who worshipped his statue. Thank you. So this is clearly, uh, it falls on God's enemies, Mm -hmm. so to speak, Mm -hmm. not on God's people. Mm -hmm. And where was this falling? Just read the beginning again. It was... um, out on the earth on the earth yeah so it's on the land mm-hmm. where the uh, false prophet or the earth beast came from mm-hmm. that masqueraded as Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and it only falls on those who have the mark of the beast mm-hmm. now let's just talk about that for a minute um, what does it mean to have the mark of a beast this is in contradiction to the seal of God mm-hmm. so let's start with the seal of God that's mm-hmm. spoken about in chapter 7. What mm-hmm. would it mean to have God's seal? Well, I, I think that God's seal is is being to have such an understanding of God that you won't be shaken yeah. from anything else that comes along. It you've learned to think and feel like God, so you're sealed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the mark of the beast mm-hmm. means you've learned to think and feel like the beast. Mm-hmm. Mm. Those two signs are yeah. very clear mm-hmm. uh, and they're in opposition to each other. Mm-hmm. So this one only falls on people who've learned to think and feel like the beast. And uh, the use of violence factors into this side. Because Revenge. They, they see that as a way of achieving their means, their end, whereas uh, those that are sealed, God it is, is a nonviolent uh, entity. You know, we're not very bright, Warren. We send people to war and they come home with post-traumatic stress mm-hmm. syndrome. We have more damage done 
by when our troops come home, mm-hmm. <laughs> then it cost us to send them there mm-hmm. and what they inflicted on other people. Mm-hmm. We should understand that we are not designed to bring about that kind of violence on others. So today we have escalating numbers of despair, anxiety, depression, and suicide in our societies Mm -hmm. because of the futility of this thinking like the beast. Mm -hmm. I need revenge, Mm -hmm. so-called justice. Mm -hmm. I want to get back. These are the sores that this uh, plague is is referring to. Mm -hmm. It's it's not a physical sore. It's, It's talking about this mental these mental problems that are coming upon us. Mm. And Jesus asked the question, will the Son of Man find faith when Mm -hmm. he comes? Mm -hmm. Because we have this overwhelming emotional despair that's coming upon the world. Mm -hmm. Let's look at the second plague. That's uh, 16 verse 3. Then the second angel poured out his bowl on the sea, and it became like the blood of a corpse, and everything in the sea died. So the sea is the origin of all the beasts in Daniel 7 and the conglomerate beast in Revelation 13, verse 1. The sea represents centers of wickedness, turbulent mm-hmm. people. Mm. Uh, maybe you want to read Revelation 17, 15, just over the page, uh, because it gives a, a description of what the sea represents. Then the angel said to me, the waters where the prostitute is ruling represent masses of people of every nation and language. Thank you. Yeah. So it just says it straight out, Mm -hmm. masses of people. So it says the sea is turned to blood. It's not talking about red color. Mm -hmm. It's talking about death. Mm. Blood represents death. So you've got death and destruction in centers of wickedness. Mm Mm-hmm. All living things in the sea die. Life is snuffed out, so to speak. By life you mean joy and vitality Mm. and Mm -hmm. optimism. Mm -hmm. Um, And by the way, in John will say at the end, there's no more sea in the new earth. Mm. This is what he's talking about. There's no Mm. more wickedness, turbulence, Mm. anxiety. Mm. So we're on the third plague. And uh, that's verse 4 of chapter 16. Then the third angel poured out his bowl on the rivers and springs, and they became blood. So this is in contradiction to the sea. This is fresh water. Okay. Rivers and streams. Jesus said that he has living water for us, Mm -hmm. not salt water. Mm Mm-hmm. So the, the gospel, the good news of God, is represented by fresh water. Mm. The river of life flowed out from Eden and will flow out again from the new Jerusalem, mm-hmm. on the new earth. So fresh water is a symbol of life. And here it's saying they become blood. Mm-hmm. It's talking about how even the gospel has been perverted Mm. and has become distasteful to Mm. people, Mm. and they shy away from it. Right. And many people today uh, view the church as something that only makes things worse, Mm -hmm. and God makes things worse for you, Mm -hmm. rather than 
the life giver, the one who brings zest and zaniness mm -hmm. to a person's mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. So the, the gospel has been poisoned by this legalism and the sale of forgiveness between the horrible picture of God burning people forever. Mm -hmm. um, the, the evil one has done a masterful job mm -hmm. of propaganda against God. We're on the fourth plague. Then the fourth angel poured out his bowl on the sun, causing it to scorch everyone with its fire. Everyone was burned by this blast of heat, and they cursed the name of God who had control over all these plagues. They did not repent of their sins and turn to God and give him glory. So in chapter 12, uh, the woman was clothed with the sun. Mm -hmm. Remember that? Mm -hmm. She stood on the moon, the Bible, Mm -hmm. And we said the sun represents Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. So in this plague, uh, it seems that Jesus Christ uh, is scorching people mm. with heat. So how that happens is that the, the false prophet, um, the earth beast, who pretends to be Jesus, mm. is bringing death and destruction in the name of God. Mm. Okay. So that uh, the devil has always portrayed God in this very poor life, and now he gets the opportunity to portray Jesus as the destroyer of people. Mm. Hmm. It's masterful deception. Yeah. So I want to stop here, Warren, um, mm -hmm. and we'll do the other three plagues uh, in another in the next podcast mm -hmm. because there lots of information that goes. Uh, with five, six, and seven. Okay, so interesting the connection here between the 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 battle scenes that we just yes. looked at, and and now here with the the sun scorching everyone. Uh, yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah, th this is very clearly uh, the devil's doing. Mm -hmm. Once you get into it. Yeah. Good. Okay, we'll take a look at the rest of them next time. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you would like to contact us, you can at Rediscovering God on Facebook or Instagram, or send us an email to rediscoveringgod20 at gmail.com. We are encouraged to hear how this picture of God is making a difference for you. And if you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple, you can leave a review or rate the podcast so that others will become more aware of a God that is love, as revealed by Jesus Christ. Thank you.